Look at this. Whoa. Hello, Kevin. We got headphones on. Oh, and he's got a Yeah, it's not discreet. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, this is, he's very professional. He's got the voice. He's got everything. Are you trying to take over my Hey Spirit podcast? <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> nice to meet you. You need a sidekick. I, you never know. <laughs> Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. My name is Kevin and I am uh, currently living in Toronto, Ontario. Prior to the reading, I was really hoping to connect with my best friend, Mark. We had been really close, like brothers, for probably about 12 years before he ended up passing away from uh, an illness, the end of April of 2006. So he was the one I was really hoping to come through. My grandparents for both sets, paternal and maternal, I was hoping to make a connection with as well. Primarily, Mark was the one I was really looking forward to him coming through. He was one of the first people that I met when I moved from rural Nova Scotia to Ottawa, Ontario. He was part of a group of guys that I had been introduced to upon moving there from my roommate. Mark and I ended up kind of bonding. We were having a, a friend's trip to Montreal a few months after I'd moved to Ottawa. We ended up bonding over a night out with some drinks and dancing and that sort of stuff. I was close with his family as well. So out of all of the group, there was probably six or seven guys. He was the one that I ended up becoming quite close with and held that friendship very, very close to my heart for, like I said, about 12 years or so before he passed. What I heard was, Teresa, he knows more about you than your own family. So you must be a really big fan, Kevin. <laughs> I have no idea. I do highly enjoy you and your program. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> I have no idea who I'm talking to. I feel like I'm talking to myself right now, but <laughs> no idea who's present right yet. Okay. So um, I actually am going to start. I wanted to, I wanted to say, I'm going to start with the father figure that's departed on the other side. So whether if it's a grandfather, but they had me write brother. So okay. I want to talk about uh, like um, the sibling that has departed. I don't have a sibling. But would be like a, a sibling. Correct. Correct. So yes. I, want yes. to, I want to first start with the father figure that has departed. Okay. So how do you connect with the father figure that has passed? That would be either one of my two grandfathers. Okay. And is there a middle name or something where you were named for? I don't care if it was an initial. It would be an initial, yes. Okay. Just validating that we have other souls that are present. And is your grandmother also passed? Because I felt like someone just came up and just squeezed your cheek. <laughs> that, yes. that sometimes yes. uh, sometimes I don't feel them. They just come in and they just sneak in and they almost just kind of pinch us on the cheek. Is that correct? Correct. <laughs> so know that you have a lot of loved ones that are departed. So when I feel a young soul or like a, a brother energy, it could be a cousin Sometimes it could just be a, a best friend that was like 
a sibling to us. Is that correct? Correct. And I yes. feel that I left the physical very quickly. Even if somebody was ill, we weren't expecting them to pass or it came up very quickly and they went quickly from that moment. I would agree. Yes. Okay. And again, it could be the way that you feel. Some people mm -hmm. think, let's just say if someone is ill and they're sick for a year, some people might think, mm -hmm. oh my God, it happened so quickly. Some people they're sick for five years. And like, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. them to die the day, the day that they died. Correct. Correct. It's yes. validating an emotion. Okay. Yes. But I, I want to say this. I feel a little with the bond. You know, it's very interesting when spirit makes me feel that bond that you share with someone. And it's almost like, excuse me for saying it in this way, but I feel like you lost everything that day. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, a, like, like a relationship. Like it could be like, like just say a best friend, a sibling, mm -hmm. anyone that, that I could talk to, my cheerleader, whatever it was. That's what I mean by everything. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. Yes. And where does the separation come in? Were you not able to see them prior to the departure or was there, or were you supposed to go? And then the passing occurred. But when they show me East Coast, West Coast, that's just my symbol for separation. It's sometimes it could be emotional, geographical, communication. I was in the process of moving out West, but I was able to be there for his passing. Okay. But did mm -hmm. you, there has to be something about this separation. Did you feel that you wish you were able to be there more? Yes. Because of my job. Yes. Whatever it is, he's acknowledging mm -hmm. not wanting you to take that or carry that responsibility of the separation. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. Yes. Mark had been diagnosed with HIV and he ended up passing away from complications from that. So our close circle of friends at that time knew sort of what his status was. His health had somewhat took a turn over the previous year with some other complications. When I found out that he'd been in the hospital, at that time I called one of my friends because something in my gut was telling me something was not right with Mark. And I was traveling a lot for work at that time. So I left a voice message from him and I was like, you know what, it's something is just not right. And then our friend Michael had said, well, actually, Mark's in the hospital and this is what's going on. It's not good. I kind of kicked into this mode and I said, okay, so define what is not good. What do we have to do? And he said, well, the doctors have given Mark about one to three months to live because of a brain tumor on his frontal lobe. This is something interesting. I almost feel like you spiritually prepared him for passing. I would like to think so, yes. Uh, look, mm -hmm. that is not something that mm -hmm. spirit will have me say to someone. And what he showed me was, now this is not mean that this is what you told him, but it's just my symbol for I'm wanting to thank you because when they died, they weren't afraid because of what you did for him. So okay. when they show me waterfall, beautiful field, and, and I feel this, and I'm surrounded by white and golden light, which is my symbol for God, and I feel this peace, it's just my symbol for of where we prepared them somehow spiritually, religiously, whatever it may be, and they want to thank you for that. That what you told them or what you envisioned for them is real. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah, it does. Thank you. He says, I was greeted by other souls. Okay. So does he have a lot of loved ones here in the physical world? Was that a fear? 
Usually when spirit says that, that that was a fear that we'd be afraid that they wouldn't be greeted or they'd be alone. Mm -hmm. She would have been greeted by someone, yes. Did you feel other energy in the room? Were you there when the soul actually left the physical body? Yes. Okay. So are you empathic? Do you feel things? Do you sense things? I would believe so, yes. Okay. Because mm -hmm. I've never had this before. He had me walk into a room and I could feel the energy in the room. It's almost like you knew that he was going to be okay. Like you could feel the souls there. Like he was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And this was going to be it. And I don't yes. think a lot of people have that. Even if somebody is ill, when they go, like, this is going to be the last time that I'm ever going to speak to them, that I'm ever going to see them or have this mm -hmm. moment, right? Yes. The thing that I find interesting about him is that before I even started, I was told that you had more faith and spirituality than they did, correct? Correct, yes. And it was almost like, I don't know if I want to do this, if I know how mm -hmm. to do this, but I'm going to give it a go. And yet his soul has the strength to make me feel things and see things that I've never felt before in a reading. And I'm doing this a very long time. So I always like to stress that when that happens, because it validates the strength of the soul. Yes. Okay. And I don't mean to be corny with this, but he wants to thank you for that. Okay, thank you. Do you believe that people are placed in our life for a reason here in the physical world to be? I do. Teach us lessons if we're, mm -hmm. oh, this is what yes. he's showing me. Absolutely, yes. He was just struggling with that being raised Catholic and his mom also, you know, she had her struggles as well, even though they were a very close-knit family. I think he felt very conflicted because of his job. He was an educator in this specific field. So he carried a lot of guilt, both from a Catholic point of view and then from being an educator point of view. And then the events that unfolded, I think were very confusing to him, which led him sort of uh, shutting down and not really openly discussing what was going on. He wasn't keeping his doctor's appointments, nor really taking his medication. When I got the call, when I spoke with Michael that, you know, Mark was in the hospital, I showed up there the next morning and uh, his sister was there and I was kind of coming in and trying to kind of, you know, so this is what's going on. What can we do? Just supporting our close group of friends, Mark's sisters, who I was close with as well, with everything that was going on. So that led me being able to do a, a lot of hospital visits for him. He wasn't responding very well. I was able to kind of help you know, I think make him more comfortable with regards to personal care, just being company and all of that stuff, given everything in the, uh, the hospital as the tumor was increasing in spite of radiation and the medical help he was getting at the time. During university, I'd worked at a camp for special needs populations. Some of the kids and the teenagers that were coming had terminal illnesses. So for me, it was all about trying to make them have as special a time as possible because we didn't know if we would see them next summer. So they really taught me to make the most out of life as best as I could. It was almost like through that experience, they were starting to help 
prepare me for their passing almost. So it was only in the moment when I was at the hospital for Mark where that almost made it easier for me to kind of help navigate him through the latter part of his illness. Like I said, even if it was just simply brushing his teeth, applying cream, just that human contact as well was so important both for me to be able to give it, but even more so for him to be able to to receive it from us and our friends because there definitely was a lot of affection that we all shared for each other. I felt like everything in my life with the the personal care work that I did up until that point led me right up to be bedside to him in, in the hospital. So for me, it was very much a gift. Obviously, it was very hard, but it also came very much from a place of love because a lot of our friends had never really been in that situation before. So that was something I felt like could do for everybody and for Mark and, and for myself as well. It was very difficult, but it was very special and something I hold very, very dear to me for sure. Did you feel this soul bond with him? Yes. Because I I, I could swear, I this is why I'm getting this everything. What I feel like everything. Like, it's almost like if someone loses, someone might feel that with a child. Someone might feel that with their spouse. Someone might feel that with their best friend. Some people even feel that with their dog. It's this bond of when from the moment that you met, it's like, we've known each other forever, right? Yes. And like this soulmate type of bond. Yes. We eventually got there. Yes. He's letting me in little by little by little. He's still keeping me at a safe distance. Yes. Kevin, it's amazing. I even, I just said to him, it's amazing that you're even giving me this. Like you're letting me feel this because I don't feel that he would let many people in to these parts of his soul. He was very guarded. He was, yes. So these are moments in someone's reading where I sit back and I'm like, holy crap. How could someone make you feel all of that, right? Yes. But it's his way of truly thanking you because he makes me feel like he left the physical world knowing what it was like to be unconditionally loved. Mm-hmm. Where with all shenanigans, how we liked things different, right? Yes. We were still able to find this place of, he says, what I wouldn't have traded for anything in the world. Mm. Did you not speak for a little while? Like, I I don't know, like, did you guys lose touch? I don't want to use that like so dramatic, like lose touch. But I'm the type of person where I still have friends from high school. And it might be like a couple of months. It's like we reach out and it's like we just picked up where we left off, like that type of thing. Yes. And were you thinking about that of how you wished you had some of those times back or if things could have been different or if things would have been different? Yes, because there was something in my gut when we were sort of not in contact. And that's what kind of prompted me to reach out. Yeah. So know that when you were just recalling this, thinking about that, know that his soul was with you at that exact moment. Okay. And I think what it's also validating is the soul bond. Mm-hmm. Did you write something in memory of him? I want, I want to say two things because he showed me a piece of paper, but then he also showed me a stack of letters and then he wrote my hero on the top of the paper. That's my symbol for when someone writes something for someone. Is this after his passing or before? Well, I think that's why he showed me the stack of letters because the stack of okay. letters would be before And then Uh the after would be like some type of tribute or even if you just wrote it for yourself, whatever it may be. 
Yes. During his illness, there was almost like a diary that was kept. While he was in the hospital, we kept, because he wasn't able to respond, so we kept a journal for those who would be coming to visit him as well. Can I say that you would write this journal, because they were really of him, of what was, Mm -hmm. what he was, it was almost like he's making me feel like the way that I'm channeling him, you were channeling him while he was alive. Yeah. What? Okay. So I guess I wasn't kidding when I said, what are you trying to take over? Hey, spirit, Kevin. (laughs) For me, I was writing down notes. (laughs) It was just scribbles. Yeah. Like there were entries. Yeah. Well, that's what I do is scribble. (laughs) But but you were getting it from a feeling, right? And a knowing. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily what he was telling Mm -hmm. you, right? Correct. Yes. Because he wasn't able to. This is insane completely insane. So I always say things for a reason. And I even said to you earlier, if you were empathic, right? Where you were able to take on other people's feelings, emotions, sensitive to energies within the room, right? Mm -hmm. As his health was declining and he kind of lost his verbal capabilities, even with regards to eating and, and that sort of stuff sometimes, we always try to be very inclusive of him, even if he couldn't verbally respond, just to have him very present or make him feel as present as he could. In this situation, we kept a journal as well, so that as our friends would come and go, if we weren't there, then they would know, you know how his day was, you know, some of the little anecdotes that uh, had kind of transpired over the time that he was in the hospital or things that we had thought of leading up to that, just to almost have like a bit of a diary journal for him and for all of us as well as, you know, we were creating our last moments. What it always boils down to is just having that feeling. I've always tried to be very compassionate and kind and sensitive when I could. I don't know if that's how you would define an empath, but just being very intuitive, I guess, with people. I feel like my niece might be even more so than I am in that. I know she's a huge fan of the show as well, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's in our family line somewhere. I do recall one time when um, my grandmother, I was living in Toronto at the time, and when she passed away back in early February of 2013, and I was home by myself and I just arrived home and we knew she was at home and she was at peace. She was 99 years young. That's She, she wanted to go peacefully at home, which she did. And she was surrounded by, you know, many of uh, my aunts and uncles or her children and their husbands or wives. Uh, my niece and nephew were there as well because they were very close with her. And when I got home, I got the phone call. I had a couple of moments. And with regards to visitations, I don't know if it was like a visitation or like a feeling, but I was sitting in our bedroom on the bed and uh, I'd kind of heard like a couple of knocks on the bedroom wall above the bed, which there's nothing on the other side of that. Uh, And I kind of, you know, made that connection that it was my gram who had kind of come to say her own, even though we'd spoke on the phone a couple of hours before, which was another huge gift to myself to be able to have that formal goodbye and opportunity to say I love you and we'll always be together that was something that always stuck with me as well but I feel I don't know that was just her quirky little I guess signal to me to say like hey Kev I'm still here do you remember when we I don't know if you remember when you were a kid treasures right you would go seeking for treasures and you would use the Uh term I could hear 
someone say to me, and I heard it four times, X marks the spot. So what is that? Like, I I know what that is. X marks the spot, but I don't know what that means. I don't have a meaning for it. I've never heard that before. The thing that I'm attaching to that statement right now is my university, which is abbreviated to the nickname X, because that's in the name. What do you mean? What university? So St. Francis Xavier. It's a school? It's a, it's a university in my hometown. Yes. Which is where I went. And you use the term? X. Yeah. And that's your spot. That university is very dear to my heart. Yes. See, I went to DKS University. Don't know shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what university teaches this, but that's, that's, that's my famous life. So was there something that you were going to do in honor of him or in memory of him through some type of foundation or a scholarship or that you were just thinking about doing for him? I do do something in honor of his memory. Yes. So know that he wants to thank you for that. But is this about awareness though? Yes. I just said to him, I go, now you're pissing me off. I go, did it just make me feel something? Like he's like literally giving me these, letting me feel like he's almost like he's teasing me. Like I feel like I'm this tiger and he's like, give me a little piece of meat as a little bit. But that would be him, right? Yep. He's still not. And I'm like, I'm not doing this this whole time. (laughs) But I like that because that's him. That's how he would be, right? going to give these little things that it's almost like I'm asking you. And I'm like, no, I should be telling Kevin. And he's like, no, 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 no. we're going to do it my way. I'm like, okay, we'll do it your way. So know that he wants to thank you for the awareness and the things that you bring about. And was there a moment, uh, I I don't even know what, what this is. So let's hypothetically say you were doing a speech or something in honor of him, or you were doing something and someone approached you afterwards or afterwards, someone Mm -hmm. wrote you a letter or said to you, what you said and what you did changed my life. Or I think of things differently, right? If it's this moment where, so what what he's showing me, and this just recently happened, so I really don't, I, I didn't know what else to say. I had read a woman in a live show and her daughter was with her and I said, you're cutting yourself. And the daughter looked at me and she says, no, I'm not. The mother says, no, she's not. Those are just scratches. And I said, well, I'm being told from her grandfather, that she's harming herself. And the mother said that she was a counselor for children and she didn't even see within her own daughter. I mean, we just recently got an email from her that her daughter is like in school and like doing amazing. And if she didn't bring her to that show that night, she doesn't know what would have happened. Right. So this is what he showed me. So that's why I said what I said to you. So was there something that you received or somebody said something to you or are you feeling like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, is this really bringing awareness? Like, should I stop doing this? No, I do feel it is okay. definitely bringing awareness, even if it's not in a grandiose scale, like in the form of a, of a speech, but like one-on-one with what I'm doing in, in his memory. I would like to think that is changing some lives. Yes. Well, that's what he made me feel like. Yeah. That was the first thing okay. where it, he showed it to me, like where you received something of like that story that I told you of what, and it's almost like, look, there are times that I sit back and I'm like, I'm doing it. Why? And people are like, oh my God, I'm like, yeah. I'll run out to the store and someone will be like, oh my God, I love your show. Don't ever stop what you're doing. And it's like, all right, <laughs> you know, yes. because I think we yes. all do that. We're human beings, yes. right? We all do that. We second mm-hmm. guess everything. 
and I'm going to say this, there's a part of me that he makes me feel like you're right. There is awareness, but he says, I just wish I was more vocal. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. Because I I said to him, is this part of why you're so like guarded with me? It's almost like you had a beat Mm. out of him, right? Yeah. He was very private about his illness. Yes. Yeah. Does he have like a blood disorder or blood disease or something that ran through the blood? Sometimes they show me that if it's like AIDS or, you know, just some type of blood disorder, correct? Correct. And you had to beat that out of him. Yes. Yeah. He's doing the same thing to me. I got (laughs) to... Yeah, he carried a lot of guilt. So he was very guarded about who he shared that with. But this is the thing. So you understand by this is the thing that I love about him right now of him saying, I just wish I was more vocal about it. Yes. Yeah. And you know how he got me to say that? And I love how when spirit does that, again, this is showing him his strength on on how much he learned here in the physical world from you that his soul, like when he got to the other side, he entered like this level, but then immediately went to here because of all of the lessons and things that you taught him that he learned of when we feel different Mm -hmm. and we talk about it more, we feel more comfortable. He says, I didn't get that. I got that a little later. Yeah. Um, But he says, I want to thank you for that. And did you tell him that it was okay that to go? Yes. I feel like, again, this mental thing where you're sitting there and it's almost like you're saying to him, okay, it's okay to let go, let go, Mm -hmm. let go. And it was almost like you kind of helped the soul leave the physical body. Mm -hmm. (gasps) I believe that happened, yes. I was trying to, as much as we didn't want him to go, I was trying to create like a, a safe, peaceful environment for him to let go I when he was with. Yeah. literally saw the soul making the transition and I can feel the soul move through my physical body as it left. Is that what you felt? There was a sensation. Yes. Like being there. So know that what very you felt was the soul's time transition. of day and date and everything. Yes. Do you not know what to do with your special gifts that you have? <laughs> On on a big scale, no, I don't think, but I just opened myself up to it, I guess. So, because yeah. all I keep hearing is, don't be afraid what lies within you. Don't be afraid okay. of it. I'm freaking out right now. No one can see that, but like, I'm like, <laughs> like, I said to you the second we came in, oh, look at this. What are you trying to steal hay spirit from me, Kev? Like, and here we are now. And there, then what he did after we talked about the soul, and then he showed me me making my little baby steps. So that's my symbol for where someone has unique gifts. You just have this knowing about you. You just know by looking at someone, right? I, yes. Okay. Yeah. So we always want to trust that. We don't want to be afraid of that. Okay. We want to honor it. The doctors that did their tests and the decision was made for removal of Mark from life support at that point. I was speaking with his sisters that morning and our best friend, Terry, who was also in town from Toronto, who was one of our best friends with Mark also. We had spoken and said that uh, the doctors, this is what they've recommended. The decision has been made to remove Mark from life support. We know that you're away for work right now, but if you're able to come back, then they would like you to be here when 
the next steps are taken. So I was able to fly from Toronto to Ottawa and then be there. So I got there Sunday evening and then we were kind of taking turns in sitting with him over the course of the day until that afternoon. Like I said, as sad as, as it was, I had this sense of peace in this sense of calm while we were waiting for the doctor to come in to pronounce his death formally. There was just like this shift in the energy of the ICU ward where Mark's hospital bed was. Like I said, it was kind of like all the events leading up to that. It was like, okay, he's at peace. Everything is calm now. And this sense of settling, I really don't even know how to express it, I guess. But I was like, okay, now he's passed over. How do you connect with rubies or the color red? So rubies. So it, it would either be something specific with rubies or it would be the month of July. Uh, I specifically mm. wrote ruby. So I'm going to pass on it because it's not something common. I don't know if it's going to be something that's going to come up for you. Okay. I did feel removed. So I do feel like someone else is trying to come forward that might not be directly connected to you. That's why I okay. asked if it was to whomever you're with for someone else coming forward. Do you know someone that passed tragically? Mm, I saw a couple of things. I saw uh, there was an accident and then I saw something where I tasted blood. So someone actually, it was tragic. It doesn't have to be directly connected to you because I keep feeling this removing. There is something that is coming to mind. Yeah. I don't know who the, how you know this person because I almost felt like, were they from school or was it someone that I worked with or someone that I, like, mm-hmm. I felt like there was this connection, but I felt like there was something troubling for you connected to the passing. Okay. Yes. I'm thinking back and there's someone from school who did pass tragically in late March. Okay. Or so, early April. Yeah. So can I ask you, cause I said something to you that is not common. I said to you, was there something troubling about the passing? So I I don't Mm -hmm. know. I've never used that term before. So was it something unsettling to you or was it something that you didn't? Because I feel like you don't know the whole story and I feel like you got bits and pieces of what happened. Yes, the whole circumstances around this person's death was quite tragic. And even though I hadn't been in touch with them for a while, it was an old school friend and it really did completely throw me for a loop. It was very, very hard to process. Because I asked, what is the reasoning for this? And it said to know that because I feel like that there were a lot of different stories or some just didn't seem right. Whatever was unsettling for for you, it's to know that the soul is at peace. Okay. There was a huge mass shooting in Nova Scotia earlier this spring. And Heidi was an RCMP officer. She was an old high school friend of me. We'd been in a couple of plays together. Over the last year, she got married. She got involved in the RCMP officer. She was a shining example of, of what a Royal Canadian Mounted Police officer should be. There was some close friends of mine from high school and university who worked alongside of her as well. So when I got word that day that this tragic event had unfolded. It was my mom that had broke the news to me that it was Heidi because initially I didn't make the connection because it was her married name. And then when I was speaking with my mom that evening, she said, oh, like it was Heidi who was from town and all of that stuff. And I was like, mom, like that's 
my old friend. Adi had actually played my girlfriend in one of our school plays. So that really sort of threw me in trying to make sense of the circumstances around that. Being from out there, I was incredibly familiar with the area. There was a lot of personal connection with that tragedy. I had known some of the details which hadn't been released to the general public at that time. And I couldn't absorb enough details from our friends, which in light of this awful circumstance had reconnected us because Hadi was the center of that friendship. So when Teresa was talking about the processing that I was having as she'd come through to say, you know what, Kev, I'm at peace now. I probably cried every hour on the hour for like that whole first week after, even though there had been a significant amount of time that I hadn't spoke with Hadi, we just kind of lost touch, um, which happens sometimes. But I don't know, maybe that's where even some of the sadness had crept in just because of having that extended absence from each other's life. But that was something that really resonated that kind of caught me off guard that I wasn't expecting from Teresa's reading, which was great. Uh, I mean, it was sad, but it kind of helped to let me know that Hadi was okay in light of the incredibly tragic circumstance of how she died, even though it was completely heroic and probably more people would have lost their lives if she hadn't intervened with that person who created that havoc that day. You know, it was very interesting. As I was channeling this school friend, I watched your, I'm going to refer to him as your brother, but I feel you're everything. Step back. And I can see tears from him. And I literally felt from him of him saying, you don't understand what Kevin meant to me. He says, and to have this opportunity is something that I never thought of or would have done. He says, and I want to, Kevin, take responsibility for that time of separation in our lives. He says, I don't want you to be left with that burden or that uh, heaviness. This is why it was so important, he says, for me to acknowledge how much you meant to me, everything that you gave to me. He says, and I, I wish I was able to, I, I feel like you had, you had those moments of the, the, those intimate moments of conversations and, but he's making me feel like he wishes he was able to give you more. Okay. That's for you to interpret. Does that make sense? It does. When a soul makes me feel how he makes me feel, I I can't even describe it. Like, I feel so happy. I want to cry. I feel all this love. And it's just, it's so beautiful. It's just, it's different. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very different. I love how he's showing this side of where he was kind of shut off here in the physical world. He, he goes, I learned so much through my illness. And then to watch Kevin do what he does from the other side and to live life through his eyes and to live that part of my life through his eyes on how I disappointed him at times. He says, for that, I am sorry. Okay. You mm-hmm. weren't, does that make sense? Yes. He says, I want you to know that I'm not afraid anymore. Okay. And, but I feel like it's to be 
who he is or who God intended him to be. Does that make sense? Yes. He loves to show me me because that's what I always say. I, God made me like this. I don't know any different. This is what I do. And I was born like this. So when they show me that, it's this is why I'm such an advocate for people to embrace who God intended them to be, even though it might be different to the outside world, who determined what different is. For mm-hmm. me, what I do is normal. This is normal for me. I don't know any different. Yes. And there was that part where you get, uh, I don't know if this was him. Uh, I don't know how to say this because I, I almost feel contradicting. It's almost like he felt that way, confused of who he should be. And then you kind of go through that, but in a different way. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yep. <laughs> if I, I go, I want to strangle you. And he said to, he literally said to me, well, I'm dead. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, (laughs) try, I'm like, you don't, I don't know what to say to you. I'm so angry at him right now, (laughs) but that would be him. Right. So like frustrating. You just want to like strangle him. Yep. And I go, I could send you to the back of the room. I might not be able to strangle you, but I could send you to the back of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He was very confused and uh, conflicted internally. And, yeah. and, 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 it's like, and then I almost mm-hmm. feel contradicting, correct? Yes. Yep. But what I love is what he's making me feel like you were able to help him sort that all out. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he goes, it really sucks. He says, but in the end, I was able to leave knowing and feel proud of who I am and who I was. Good. And that was all part of the unconditional love before. Mm-hmm. I remember the moments he says of you, were you like rubbing his hand or like rubbing his arm? Yes. He says, yes. those were the moments. Tr- now the, this is the thing that amazes me because I didn't have, and I, I I'm sorry for referring to myself, but I didn't have those opportunities with my loved ones to sit with them, to hold their yeah. hand and to, to, to have mm-hmm. that. So for him to be able to make me feel how you made him feel is just, I, I can't, it's indescribable. I can't even describe mm-hmm. it to you. Yeah. I, I don't even mean to sound corny or, but the way that he makes me feel so loved and secure and peaceful, confident and, and like, okay, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but this is what it is. Like he's making me feel like this is what you gave him. Mm-hmm. This is how he left the physical world. Mm-hmm. And I love what he says to you, don't doubt or second guess who you are. Yeah, as he was getting closer to his passing, the application of like his creams and his personal care, a lot of our friends and family didn't know how to kind of rationalize that, but based into the wheelhouse and the experience that I had, I stepped in and for me being able to do that for him was the gift that he gave me with regards to the application of the creams and the brushing of his teeth and all of that stuff. And then with the rubbing of his hand, when he did pass, we were very fortunate. There were 16 of us there and I was on his right side, uh, stroking his right hand at the time that he passed. And what? And that's something I hold very close yeah, to my heart. And for him to be able to make me feel that today is incredible. It's the moments where I sit back and I just, I love what I do for him to be and and how he was so like I don't know about this right yeah yep 
and to do everything out of what I say. I say to spirit, okay, bump, bump, bump. It's very simple. He's like, nope, that rule book's out the window. It's right. Cause that's how he was. And for him yeah. to be able to make me feel that is what I love the most from him. And I feel yeah. like for you, I always find it very interesting on when I read someone for you, this was all validation. Everything is about validation, but it's this thanking of you for what you did for him. The way that he felt because of you, the way he felt when he left the physical world is just amazing what, how, how he made me feel. And the validation of continue to, to be this amazing person that you are, of where you give so much of yourself for everyone else. And it's not about you. It's about the person sitting next to you or the person across from you and how you keep bringing awareness and how important it is to talk about who we are. Yes. Feelings, emotions, yeah. whatever it may be. Yes. Yeah. And he says, and I want to thank you. Did he even tell you that you were his safe place, his safe space? I don't know if he told me verbally, but I believe he did feel that I was like at my place and with him coming over. And yes, because you know, everything about him, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Everything. Yeah. And he says the gifts that you were able to give my family, he says, I want to thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Meaning of the things that you told them about him, things that he shared with you, right? Yes. And how much he did grow and try right? Yes. And fought. Yeah. Did you speak to his family? Yeah. Because I, I just say, keep feeling like that you, you know, look, and a lot of people, sometimes they don't have family or they didn't speak to their family, mm -hmm. or, you know, but he made me feel like, like you brought this piece to his family. Yes. When he was ill, I remember one of his sisters was look, very, look, look at what he had me right before. Mm. Do you say it? Yes. His sister. Yeah. Because I had to travel during work. And that was going to bring me away from him for five days from doing his personal care and just oh. being there in the morning and at the end of the mm -hmm. day and with his personal care, because he wasn't responding well to the nurses. But for some reason, I could do all of that stuff. And I was more than happy and, and grateful to be able to do that. But his sister was like, you know what, I shouldn't have to be doing this for my right. older brother. Whereas for me, I had that comfort of experience, but also that bond with him. So now I fully understand, and I hope this is what other people get, that this is the amazing thing about what I do. People that are listening to this, when I said to you, he was like your everything. I said, I sometimes feel this when it's a spouse, right? A spouse takes care of their loved one like that, right? A mm -hmm. sibling. And the way that he made me feel with you, and it's just remarkable, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I love what he gave you today of the validation that you did everything right. You did everything above and beyond any expectation that he ever would have had of you. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he allowed you, because he always kept you at this safe distance, that he allowed you and the gifts that you keep on giving, meaning sharing and keeping in touch with his family, right? Yes. And sharing little things about him. He says, yes. I want to thank you for that because they see him differently also. 
because of that. Yeah, I brought a different perspective to what I, I think in some of the mm-hmm. things that I have shared. And I don't know if I can ask the yeah. question. I know there was sort of like one question that we did have with regards to, I don't know if it was circumstances leading up to his eventual passing with regards to his own self-care. Mm-hmm. Did he happen to show anything like that to you at all? Before you answered, before, when you start to speak and someone wants to ask a question, I always ask spirit, they have to give me a yes or a no. And I, he had me right now. Like I, okay. the thing that validates that is his constantly going back and saying, this was about thanking you. Do you, you understand that? Yes. He takes responsibility for certain choices that he made prior to his illness, during right. his illness, correct? Uh-huh. Because when spirit shows me like a medication and they throw it against the wall, it's my symbol for where they kind of, they made their own choices. Right. Right? Yes. And he took responsibility for that. This is about thanking you for everything that you did and knowing because of that how he left the physical world. Okay. He says, I was tired, Teresa. That's what he said to me. Okay. Whatever that means for you. Okay. He said, I had love and support like nobody's business. Fair enough? Mm -hmm. Yes. He says, and it wasn't a fact of giving up or not. He says, there's a part in your soul that just knows when it's time to go home. Okay. Now, I've never seen this before in a reading. Usually I see the Blessed Mother or, you know, but I saw St. Francis and St. Joseph. So I don't know if you are Catholic, if you connect with Mm -hmm. that, if he was, or if there's something in your faith that you kind of hold on to, believe in. I don't know why he would show me that. Okay. Typically with saints, it's my symbol for that they are validating their faith in, in that there is a God, however someone wants to interpret that, and a heaven and an afterlife. Yes. Yep. Those two names would, I guess, resonate with me. One being the name of my university that I went to, the X marks the spot. And then the other one would be the name of my grandfather. Perfect. Joseph, yeah. And that's how we started this. And it's almost like how things come full circle. And, you know, it's hard sometimes, Kevin, when things are just about us, right? Mm -hmm. It's not easy to sit back and to hear all these things about everything that we did right, right? I I, I, I know that's hard for me and it's hard for some people also, right? Because yes. we, we sit and we second guess and we think and should have, could have, would have and, you know, whatever. And then we yeah. think of all these cockamamie things that would never have happened yeah. to begin with. He just said to me, he goes, what kind of word is that, Teresa? He goes, what did you just say? <laughs> I go, I don't know. I'm like, stop <laughs> interrupting me. Like now he's going to be a comedian, right? Yes. <laughs> Again, his personality. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. I have to say this to you because... I don't think I've ever channeled someone like him before. The strength that he showed and how respectfully he's like, listen, I I don't know about this, but I'm going to do this for Kevin because of everything that he did for me and what what he taught me and what he showed me, what what he allowed me to feel. And then to make me feel all of these things of, and and I'm sitting here saying, how do do I say this? And then I say it and you're able to place it on how it perfectly fits on how he was. Mm-hmm. That is the power of spirit. Yes. Yeah, it definitely is. Definitely is. 
And the fact that he says to you, do not be afraid, embrace, embrace your gifts, embrace how God made you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love true to yourself. Yeah. And I love that because you, that's what you told him, right? Yes. And that's what he leaves you with today. And he says, and know that is me that you see, that you hear, and that you feel. Know that that truly is me. And I almost, I just said to him, I go, do I really have to tell him that? I think he does know that. He goes, I want to tell him. I want him to know that that really is me. But again, it all goes back to Kevin on what you taught him, what you showed him. Did you ever see the, the play Wicked? Yes. You know that song that they sing in the end when Elphaba sings, people are placed in our path for a reason and mm-hmm. whether to help us. That's the song he's singing for me. If we choose to let them to help us grow and to learn, like he's making me feel like that's you. He says, I just yeah. wish I chose it earlier, but that wasn't my destiny. Mm-hmm. He goes, what else would Kevin be doing anyway if he didn't have me to bring <laughs> awareness? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. It has become a big part of what I do. Yeah. And he's so Mm -hmm. proud of you for that and thanking you for that and how it is helping so many people. So don't stop doing what you're doing. We're going to call it. Hey, Kevin. (laughs) 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 But what a true honor. What a true honor to meet you. And more importantly, thank you for trusting me with his soul. It was very interesting because I've been a huge fan of Teresa's for a, a very long time since her first season. And for me, I almost felt like I was a little bit guarded going into the reading, you know, and even with wanting to kind of share like Mark's story, how much should I or how much shouldn't I? But like I said, ultimately from the reading, it was, you know, the, he, he wanted me to kind of educate others as well. Self-care, look after yourselves, look after each other. That helped give me a lot of peace as well. The validation that Teresa had was phenomenal, even after the fact, because I know she had mentioned at one point during the reading, she was asking about July. She was like, I'm seeing movies in July, and I couldn't really make the connection at the time. But I know one of Mark's sisters, her birthday is in July. Their mom's birthday was at the end of July as well. And it was just at the end of this July that Mark's mom passed away on her birthday. Like I said, it was kind of a surreal experience to be able to have a reading with Teresa. So in that moment, I couldn't even piece those pieces of the puzzle together until after the fact. And then that's when I was kind of like, whoa, because Teresa had made a note of sister on a piece of paper as well. So all of those things kind of fell into place after, and that was very much a wow moment. Even just when I think about that right now, like I can't help but smile, you know, because I think that was Mark's, or I don't think, I feel that was one of Mark's validations because he was incredibly close with his family. Mark, he was very much an educator. He did a lot of communications for the HIV AIDS sector on a national level from uh, different organizations that he had worked with. Then it was, back in 2014, I believe, there was this random volunteers 
wanted sign in our local coffee shop. And uh, they were looking for volunteers. And then my partner came home, who was the teacher, and said, oh, I might do like his volunteer work. And then when he was following up with information, it turns out that it was for a nonprofit organization in our neighborhood that supported families and youth who were either living with or affected by HIV. And I was like, oh my God, that's something that I want to do. So long story short, I have ended up volunteering with them. I reserve a week of vacation to head up to cottage country in uh, rural Toronto or Ontario, I should say, a couple hours from the city to be a camp counselor for kids and youth who may or may not be disclosed. All they know is that they're there for camp. They may not even know what the underlying common thread is. And I just go and I try to sing my heart out, which I can't hold the note, and uh, try to be their biggest cheerleader to have them experience as much fun and new opportunities, especially a lot of them being inner city kids out in wilderness with regards to canoeing and kayaking and high and low ropes and uh, swimming and building fires and survival skills and all of that sense of community. So I ended up getting involved in this university and sitting on their executive board and various committees through them now in memory of Mark and the work that he did. For me, one of the biggest things that I was able to find some peace and resolve with was the events leading up to Mark's death. We knew he had some internal conflict with his status and his health. Me and a couple of our close friends and family We didn't know because of this internal conflict, long story short, if it might have been a self-induced road that led him to the hospital almost in a way of suicide because he wasn't keeping his doctor's appointments and he wasn't taking his medication. So he almost went into this perceived sense of shutting down. So when Teresa, when I was trying to ask her about that, she had said he had mentioned to her that he was just tired because it had been ongoing, his health had been having some up and downs for about a year, year and a half or so. He was tired. That helped me come to the resolution that it wasn't possibly as a slow-induced suicide, if you will, that it was just a circumstance and he had come to peace. It was completely unconditional love on both parts with regards to him. And for me, I could tell him anything. He shared a lot of incredible personal things with me as well. And that's something that I never forgot. And that's what made me really want to be there for me and our friends when he was in the hospital, especially. He brought a lot of people together. Like I said, even the nurses said when, because he was in the ICU unit, the intensive care unit at this point, the allowance was made from the family and from the, the hospital staff to have a lot of his close friends there. So there was his immediate circle. There was a really close circle of uh, his friends, which were coming from the HIV sector as well, because they were very much educators as well. So of course, that was very bonding for them. And even everybody was saying that it was not very often that somebody would have that amount of love or support in their last moments when there was 16 of us that were able to be bedside with Mark. And I can remember almost where every single one of us was positioned around the bed at that time. Yeah, and I think that's a testament to him. Kevin, oh, so unique on how someone is so tender and so... I think this is something that I'm learning, uh, you know, with the, in, in the podcast world on how I hope people are feeling that energy, that emotion through Kevin's reading, because even though he was not emotional physically, 
I could feel the emotion from the soul that was channeling and from him. And how interesting I felt guarded. Not, and I, I don't want anyone to get this misinterpreted of guarded in a negative way. I mean, being guarded is for many different reasons. Someone not, not, not wanting us to feel or to really see how we really are, whatever it is, or, or not understanding the spirit world, right? And I think in every aspect, that's what was happening in Kevin's reading. The, the, his soul was saying, you know, I'm not sure about this. I'm going to give it a whirl, but I'm going to do it on my terms. And then to make me feel the emotion and love and commitment was just unbelievable. Like I would swear if he didn't make me feel like a brother in the beginning, I would swear that he lost his spouse. That's, that's the emotion that he made me feel. That was that everything emotion. And, and I love that that's going to probably resonate with a lot of people on where a soulmate doesn't have to be our spouse. It could be a sibling, a best friend. Um, it's that feeling of that unconditional love. I mean, for someone to care for someone like that, it's, it's not easy. And plenty of people out there know what it's like to, to care for a loved one and where we, you know, have to make choices and decisions and, you know, to take care of their personal needs. And that's not easy. All right. So if you ever hear, Hey, Kevin, <laughs> you heard it here first on Hey Spirit. <laughs> and like, so I really do say things for a reason, right? It might not make sense in that moment, but it's going to make sense eventually. Well, guys, there you have it. If you'd like to give me the opportunity to share my gift with you, just go to my website at teresacaputo.com. If you want to keep hearing these shows, please subscribe wherever you listen and be sure to write a review at Apple Podcasts so more people can find the show. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Audiation.